Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 3 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast. This is Episode Number 3. Thank you all for downloading our show today, wherever you're listening. I'm your host once again, Robbie Cox. Now, massive premiere yesterday of Season 3 with both Grant Hackett and Rowan Taylor coming on the show for a chat. If you missed those, be sure to head back and check them out. They are must-listen tos. I definitely recommend. And on today's show, we have one of New Zealand Swimming's biggest stars in the pool at the moment, Mr. Zach Reed. Had a great chat with uh, Zach a few weeks ago and and even had a special guest interviewer drop by with some uh, hard-hitting questions, shall we say. And I'll I'll just let you wait to find out who that is when you uh, give it a listen in a moment. So grab a drink, grab some snacks, set yourself up on the lounge because Ep 3 with Zach Reed starts now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one hundred in the second inning. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Vanderhoof's hand. But the signature of all eyes is the great Phantom Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Chavez in the white hats. Phelps in the black hats. And Phelps has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe to Thorpe. Thorpe for the hall. Thorpe goes in. Australia win. Joining me today on the show from New Zealand is a man who has five New Zealand age group records. He has been on the junior pathways for quite some time, competing at junior Pampacks, Youth Olympics and Com Games, visiting some of the best countries in the world, the lucky bugger. Last year, he competed at his first world champs in Guangzhou. It is a massive welcome to Off The Block Swimming Podcast to Zach Reed. Zach, how you going, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. How you going? I'm very good today, mate. I'm very good. Um, where have we caught you today? Obviously, people know where I am, but in terms of New Zealand, whereabouts are you? Um, I'm in New Plymouth. I'm house-sitting my mate's house down by the beach, so yeah. Nice, looking after it. You're not wrecking the joint, are you? No, no, of course not. Of course not. No, no house parties. I'm sure no. that would have been on the, on the rules anyway, was it? Yeah, yeah. Just water the plants, look after the dog, no parties. No parties. That's it. That's what they say on those uh, ways of Airbnbs and it just never goes well. There's always a party. There's always a party. Um, Now, mate, I've got to ask, after the the massive year you had last year, a bit of a high making the world champs and swimming in in Guangzhou, you must have been buzzing for, for Tokyo coming into this year. So how did you go when the Olympics got pushed back? I mean, what sort of effect did that have on you mentally? Um, well, it was like, um, it was all up in the air really because we were, we were gunning training and our trials um, were supposed to be at the end of uh, March, start of April. And we went into level four lockdown um, a week before that. So it was all go um, up until that. We were training like full on, uh, preparing for that. And then everything just kind of moved real fast. And um, one week we were, I was, prepared to be competing to try qualify for Tokyo. And then um, a couple of days later, I was sitting in my room for four weeks. So mm. um, yeah, it was, it was kind of hard, but um, like I, I just, I just took the approach of I'll be bigger, faster, stronger in a year's time. It's given me more time to be, to be better. So it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You mentioned you were at home for four weeks. What did you get up to, mate? Did you make a home gym or did you just take the time to go, you know what, I'm going to grab a packet of chips, I'm going to put my feet up, I'm going to play a bit of Fortnite and I'm just going to relax? So, yeah, so it started off like, um, I was like, yeah, like, let's go. Like, um, I'll, I'll be fit as. And um, so we got a home gym set up. Um, an old man wanted to, to lose a couple of pounds. So we were like, <laughs> well, we'll work out together. And, um, I started going for a running and I got up to about, I think, 18 Ks. I went for a run and, um, and then my, uh, my toes didn't like that, got blisters <laughs> on my feet. Um, and then I, I probably, probably didn't do stuff for a couple of days. I'd, I'd, I'd work out and take a couple of days off and it just it got real hard because I was, I was kind of doing it by myself and just losing motivation. But um, near the end of lockdown, I just got way more hungry to like, get back in the pool. And you stop taking it like you don't take it for granted. 
Did you did you think about going down to the lake? I know when I spoke to Brad Ashby the um, the other day, you mentioned he, he went down and swam in a lake, which did not appeal to me at all because I can't imagine in the middle of winter uh, in New Zealand the lake would have been uh, warm enough to jump in. But did did that cross your mind? Yeah, sort of. Like, well, because we got so both my parents are police officers, so um, I was like following the law and the rules was like top priority and. Mm. Um, so I didn't want to do anything that goes against what they were trying to protect. Um, so I, I kind of just gave a pass on the water. I had like a um, swimming erg machine that mm-hmm. I was using. But um, as soon as we went into level three, I chucked the witty on and I went for, um, I was pretty much surfing every day, going for a paddle. I was just a little bit too cold for, um, for swimming. Yeah, I was going to say, did not appeal to me at all. Um, yeah. Back in the pool now, though, when you first got back in, obviously, I think we're eight weeks in, you were saying before now, but when you first got back in, was it easier or harder than you thought it was going to be? I, honestly, to be honest, I thought it was easier. It was, um, it was, I thought I was going to be like dead, like couldn't swim 200 meters without like needing to like stand up or something. But no, nah, it was, it was pretty chill. I, I definitely could feel, um, feel my hips down yeah. a little bit, but um, no, nah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. What about now, eight weeks in, how are you feeling? Good. I, I've been going all right. Um, I was actually supposed to be racing this weekend, but I've, um, I was on a trail walk last Saturday and I rolled my foot and I've, um, I've torn some ligaments in my foot. So I'm in a moon boot for a little bit, but um, I'm still in the pool. Um, I'm doing like pool sets at the moment. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm still trucking along nicely. Like I'm, I'm able to go do gym upper body, and like I'll, I'll come back to the pool when I can kick properly. I should be able, real strong. So um, yeah, it's it's a little setback, but uh, it's not a bad time really. How'd that go with the coaches when you go in and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's a moon boot. You you, you saw it correctly. Yeah, so I I um I called I called them on the Sunday and I said um, I'll be limping in. Um, to training on Monday morning, and um, the first thing they said, "Oh, we playing basketball?" Because <laughs> I love my basketball. Me and, yep. me and Zan, my training partner, we love we love basketball. And so that was the first guess. And I was like, "Nah, I was actually I was actually on a walk. Like it was like a full accident." And um, I ended up uh, going to see the physio on the Monday, and she put me in a moon boot and um, was like, "We'll just you can swim, but we'll just um, take we'll just immobilize it." So yeah. And I warned her, I said, I said on that Tuesday morning, I said, all right, now I'm coming in with a moon boot so don't get too like surprised or anything. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't go down well, but um, as well as at least, at least um, I got results back. It's not fractured or anything, so I won't be in a cast. Oh, that's good to hear. Now, yeah. mate, something I like to do on this show is, is take all the guests back to the beginning because I think, you know, for people listening, it gives a really good appreciation of, you know, of where you've, you've gotten to at the moment. So, you know, for yourself, what are your earliest memories of swimming and, and what drew you towards the pool? Um, so my earliest memories are not good. I hated, I hated it. Um, so I, first off, I got put into swimming. Oh, like I started swimming because um, it kind of runs in the family. Um, so my old man went to the 1990 Com Games. Yep. Um, so he, and he was into surf lifesaving and all that. So, um, we started doing surf, me and my sister, and um, I was training out at the pool I currently train at, and it was cold. It was real cold. And I I would turn up, I was probably like eight or nine, I'd start crying, <laughs> hated it. Um, and then we went to this little um, 12 and a half meter learn to swim facility that was real warm and it was nice and I enjoyed it. And yeah. I got to the point where I was at the top there and I had another cry when I got told that I had to move back to the big <laughs> pool. Um, but like so, slowly, like I just started getting better and better and I, I was enjoying it more. I, yeah. But um, I, I was real into surf. I loved surf lifesaving. And I knew that if I wanted to be good at that, I had to swim. Mm. And then it kind of flipped, flipped around and I started getting really good at swimming. And it got to the point where I would just train for swimming and that would help me out with my surf anyway. Um, and I did a bit of running. I was a runner um, back when I was like 10, 11, did cross country, played rugby as you do in New Zealand. And, Jack of um, all trades. Now, I was going to say, talk about sports. Like, yeah. you know, obviously basketball, I know you're into that and you mentioned your surf life. So, like, were any of those 
viable options for you to, to go down outside of swimming or once you're locked into swimming, was it like, nah, this is, this is what I want to do? Yeah. Well, I kind of, I kind of played cricket. It wasn't the best at that. Um, played rugby. Um, and it was like, I was all right, but I wasn't anything special. And like my swimming was starting to get real good and had to make that decision that, um, play rugby socially, get injured or swim and actually become a good swimmer. So I, like dad, dad helped me with that decision pretty easily. Um, and so probably around 12, 13, I pretty much dropped my other sports and just did swimming full time. Mate, for a lot of people, there's a moment. It could be in training, could be at a meet, but there's usually a moment that youngsters, um, you know, go through and, and the people that I talked to on the podcast, they'd go back and go, yeah, when I was 13, this happened. Was there a moment for you? that sort of went, okay, yeah, I really want to be a swimmer now. Maybe you saw something or maybe you did something. Yeah. So in 2013, I, um, was, I went to division two nationals and I got a bronze in the 400 free and the 400 IM. And that gave me like a little, Oh, I could, and I qualified for nationals from that. And I was like, Oh, maybe I could. And then a year later, um, at short course nationals, I won, um, I think it was two golds. Yep. And like for me in that year, I made a huge improvement. I was like, well, that was easy. Why don't <laughs> I, I can keep going and just keep going. So like that, that nationals, when I won those two golds, I was like, man, this is real. Like this can be something. Mate, when you're in training and it's, it's a super hard session, what do you think about to keep you motivated and, and working on each effort? Um, you know, do you, is it a matter of if they're fifties, you're just going through each 50 as it comes. Do you think about the goals? Um, or is it as easy as, you know, you're super competitive. So whoever's next to you or just in front of you or, or what it maybe someone's on your heels and, and that sort of just keeps you going. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of all self-motivated. Um, our, our squad's not super big. It's, um, so my training partner, he's actually a breaststroker. So, um, it's kind of me, and then um, I'd say the next the next kind of group is like my sister and her her the girls her age, so like yep. eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, and so I'm kind of out there on my own when I'm doing my my sessions. So Zan has his breaststroke sessions that he does, and then I do my freestyle sessions. So um, I kind of just go through the paces. Um, it's good because we got two coaches, yep. so I've always got someone there like timing me, like pushing me. Um, and like it's it's always just racing against myself racing against the clock mm. and i and i know, and like i've been in this pool for 10 years now so i know i know when i'm going fast i know how to go fast in it so that's all about yeah just racing myself now i gotta tell you in doing my research for you i was um bloody jealous to be honest with some of the countries you've gotten to visit with your swimming, I mean, and you know, one of those uh, we're going to talk about now is Hawaii in 2016 for the Junior Pan Packs. Now, I think it was 16 at this time, so this is one of your first big trips. What was that like, and and what lessons did you take away from that? You know, racing wise, you know, did you everything go to plan in the pool, or did you, you know, make a few mistakes? Yeah, well, that was like because I've been to Aussie Age before, and that was kind of like that was a New Zealand team, but it wasn't really a, a, a pinnacle junior uh, meet, so. Yeah. Rolling up to um, Junior Pan Packs in 2016, um, I was lucky enough to have Donna, one of my coaches, on the team. Um, so she was a real good mentor. But I was, I was young, but immature. Like, didn't take my rest seriously. Like, um, probably I learned so much from that competition about how to be professional, kind of. Mm. Um, watching Lou. Lou had an outstanding meet there. Um, and, like, just dealing with, trying to deal with things that come at you. Like um, it was a real windy for our 400 free final. It was really windy. And um, just trying to like get your head around that. Like you're racing people. It's not about time. It's not about how fast you go. It's about racing people. Um, And then my, my 1500, I actually had like a bit of a like anxiety attack freak out. Cause like, I thought I wasn't swimming as fast as I was. And like, I was like, Oh, like everyone at home is going to be disappointed. But then like, that was the meet where I realized like, no, no matter how I go, like uh, uh, it does it sounds bad when I say this, but no one really cares. It's, yeah. it's my, it's my thing. So if I get all cut up about it, that's, I'm the only one, everyone else is going to be proud of me no matter what for going over there and racing. So like, that was a real big learning curve. Like 
Donna was there like to help me through that. And she was like, look, you've done amazing. Like you've made it this far. Like just put it behind, like put that one bad race behind you and like onto the next one, everyone back home is like cheering for you. So mm. yeah. So that was, that was kind of like where I kind of had to learn to grow up. Yeah. Over the next two years, though, mate, you, you still you get to go to the Bahamas for the Youth Com Games, Buenos Aires for the Youth Olympics. Uh, yeah. For all the young swimmers out there who are listening, give us some pros for making these junior teams so they can aspire to make them. And obviously, I all I have to say is Bahamas and Buenos Aires, and people are like, oh, that's a pro enough. But, you know, give us a few things that, you know, you know maybe you've got to pay attention to. Um, and in terms of not cons, but what are certain things that you had to be wary of? Cause I'm assuming it's not all just, you know, chilling by the beach in, in the Bahamas, you know, you've got to, you've got to switch on and be, and be ready to go. So what is, yeah, good things. And then not bad things, but things to be wary of. Well, like first, first, like trying to make the teams, like the big, a big thing for me is trust, trusting your coach. And like, it's, uh, when when you're trying to make teams like this it's not it's not sacrifices it's investments yep. so if you if you've been invited to a party that weekend and it's like two weeks before trials or a week before trials and you're thinking about going obviously you're not putting you obviously you don't want to go as bad as you you think mm. so um like putting putting stuff like that to the side to try and make it to these teams because the the best fun i've had in my life is being on these teams with my, my best mates. So like, I, I think almost every New Zealand team I've been on has been with Lewis or Mikey. And like those, those two are my, they're my boys. Like it's real, like you have the best time away yeah. at these things. But like when you're over there, when you're actually racing, you gotta be, um, you gotta kind of just chill out a little bit. Like um, it's real easy to get caught up with what's going on. Like mm. um, when we went to Argentina, they're like, um, the village life. Yep. That's kind of new. Um, oh, uh, one of the things that always stuck in my mind was when we went to the Bahamas, we got told no drinking from the tap water mm-hmm. because of like, um, there's stuff in the water that might get you sick. And we, we all roll up our uh, bus rolls up, all the athletes get out and we're greeted with, um, these like juice drinks and they have ice in them. Mm-hmm. And so we all just, all the athletes were like, oh, well, like we're in the Bahamas, like start drinking them. And then one of the managers goes, how do you know where that ice is from? Yeah. And it's like, it's like taking care of yourself like that. Like once you've made it to these big meets, you got to take even more care about not getting sick or like not losing like everything that you've um, kind of invested in. Mm. Man, I love it. I go back to, um, my favorite thing you just said before was that it's, it's not sacrifices. It's, it's, it's investments. I love it. I think uh, all the kids should be writing that down at home uh, in terms of, uh, you know, you and, and your racing, you can race anywhere from 200 up to a 15. You mentioned the uh, open water. Have you done much open water racing? Um, a little bit. Like um, we have the, we have the local Flanagan cup. So I won that uh, three times in a row, which is, I think only been done once or twice before here, which is pretty cool. And it's only 3.6 K and it's, it's around the harbor. So around the port. So it's pretty chill. Um, I did the five K uh, at nationals when I was 14. Yep. Um, wasn't a good experience at all. <laughs> um, I got left, left on my own, um, freaked out, came out of the water, pretty blue. And I like looked at Sue and Donna. I said, if you want me to keep swimming with you guys, um, you're never making me do one of those again. So, yeah. Hey, what about uh, in terms of racing? What do you? What's your favorite event to race, and why? Um, my favorite event is probably the four hundred free. Um, like long course wise, because I feel like that the four hundred, eight hundred long course is like my perfect race. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for me. But um, if I had to like say any race ever, it would probably be the eight hundred short course. Cause that's like, for me, I've always like, we train short course. We don't have a long course pool here. Yep. So that's like my bread and butter and that's what I've grown up on. So an 800 is like, I can just keep ticking it over. And like, whenever I do an 800 short course, it's always, it's always a good, good race. How hard is it? Um, not so much the 800 more to the 15 to stay 
um, concentrating through the middle part. Obviously, you dive in the first 500, you feel pretty good. Everything's flowing. You've, you're remembering your game plan so easily because, of course, it's the beginning, so it's not hard to forget. Yeah. And obviously, at the end, we know at the end, everyone can find a, you know, they grow an extra leg somehow at the end, even though they're, they're busted. But it's always yeah. that middle part. How hard is it to, to stay switched on and focused on the game plan through the middle? Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty gnarly, eh? Like, um, like in, in our racing in New Zealand, like, um, there's so many different racing styles. Like, um, Quentin Hurley, one of my main competitors, he's a he's, uh, um, back half gun. So he, he kind of builds his way into it and he starts yep. flying at the end. So it's, um, it's all about being, just trying to stay switched on, as you said, um, having the coaches on the side of the pool. Yeah. And you have your signals worked out, like thumbs up means like you're going good maybe thumbs up and like a moving your paper around, like get a little carry on, but like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, having, having people on the side of the pool to help you, but also knowing your stroke, knowing your speed, knowing how, how you're swimming. So, um, for me, the, probably the, from about 300, the first, from after the first 300 to like 800, that's, that's the main bit about trying to stay, yeah. like not drop off. You've got to stay at that. Yeah. Mate, if I can backtrack for a moment, uh, in 2016, you sort of touched on it before you came over, raced at the National Age Champs, um, and, and you got a bronze in the 1500. You've also stated that you love the Adelaide facility. It's the best pool to race in. You've said that. What do you enjoy most about coming over here to visit, and why the Adelaide pool? Why is that your favourite? Um, I, love, I love racing Aussie cause just because it's um, the competitors. It's, um, it's a lot more competitive than what we have in New Zealand. Even though we're growing in New Zealand to a more competitive standard, it's, um, in Australia, there's a lot more people, mm. um, a lot more populated. So um, like, it's awesome to be able to go across a ditch and race your neighbours. That's, that's what I love about it. And yeah. just the facilities in Aussie, are like, you, you look at the pool that I'm training in and it, it's like, wow. Like, you, you pull up to these pools and you're like, it's it's go time. So like, yeah. and the, the Adelaide pool is just I don't know. It just feels nice. <laughs> if if you're a swimmer, you know you know you have that pool, and it feels nice. You know what a nice pool is. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to any other pools over here? What where else have you been? Oh, I've been to so I've raced at MSAC in Melbourne quite a lot. Um, I've been to the Sydney Olympic Park, um, Chandler. I've trained at um, Griffith University, Southport. Um, I've been, I've raced at Canberra. Yep. Yeah. Down the AIS. Yep. Down there. Um, trying to think. Um, yeah. That's like most of the, most of the East coast that wraps around yep. down to, down to Adelaide. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And Adelaide, yeah, I think Adelaide is a fan favourite amongst a lot of the swimmers, mate. We tend to go back there for, yeah. for age nationals and nationals a lot. So, um, Either that or that we're doing a deal with the Adelaide government down there and somehow we always manage to be back yeah. there, that's for sure. Now, in keeping with the Aussie theme, mate, your favourite swimmer is also Champions Dolphin team member Mac Horton. What is it about Mac that um, makes him your favourite? Well, like, so when I was 13, I think, 13, uh, we did our first trip to um, the Melbourne, uh, the, the Victoria Champs, Vic Champs. Yep. Um, and so we went back when I was 15 as well. And when I was 13, I was kind of like, didn't really know anything, like anyone or anything. And I was, I was like, I don't know if I was making finals or not, but went back when I was 15 and I, I like won a couple of medals and I knew a bit more about swimming and um, watching Mac race. This was when he was starting to like, in 2015, when he was, he was becoming the big dog that he is today. And yeah. um, like watching him race is crazy. And it's like, he races what I race. So, um, and he's got such an effortless like stroke and it looks, it's, it's just, I've got a photo um, with him when I was 15 and I, I looked at that and then I like get to race alongside him at um, like Brisbane or like Queensland champs and stuff mm. like that. Like, I get to actually talk to him now, which is cool. Like I saw him at, um, at Worlds and got to watch him race there and like just him as a person as well, what he stands for. Is, mm. is real cool so it's awesome to have someone that's like uh kind of idol to that's racing real well but also like in the real world he's a, he's a great guy 
Yeah. Hey, talk to me about some of the pre-race stuff you get up to. So well, I'll start with like a feed before the night before a big meet. Like, what do you like to have? A lot of people like spag bowl or there's a lot of different, you know, things. What for yourself? What do you like to eat before? I don't know. I'm pretty sure about what I eat. Like, I, 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 I know this is going to like hurt a couple of people. I, I don't like spag bowl that much. I'm not a spag bowl guy. Um, but like, yeah, some sort of pasta dish like yep. um, mac and cheese or like um, I don't know what they're actually called but like the, our family calls them pasta pockets like little bits of meat in the pasta okay yeah yeah um, stuff like that and then like the morning before I usually have like a bowl of porridge and then depending on how like far I'm racing away or whatever I might have some eggs on toast mm. or something something like that but um, yeah no I'm not not like super super like into what I, I have to have this meal before racing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. What about pre-race rituals? I know a lot of the sports um, psychologists at the moment sort of warn you away from having specific pre-race rituals. There's a lot of breathing techniques and all that stuff going around at the moment, but uh, they do try and warn you away from it because if it certainly doesn't go the right way, then they don't, they don't want it messing with your head. But do you, do you have anything that you'd need to do in the lead up to it? It might even just be, behind the blocks you got to slap your leg three times is there anything you do yeah well like so for listening to music if i'm um so i race best when i'm just relaxed like i'm having fun like i'm laughing and stuff so if i'm at like nationals or whatever and like there's people i know I'll, i won't listen to any music i'll just go and have a yarn mm. take my I, I've, I've thought about my race my race plans in my head like it's never going to go anywhere so i'm just chilling with my mates having a laugh if I'm somewhere overseas or whatever and I don't really know anyone and there's no one to talk to, um, I'll, I'll just chuck some music on, some tunes on, get me pumped up. Or I might, even at Nationals, I might put my tunes on and then go and have a yarn. But um, actually behind the blocks, I, um, I have like a little ritual. I don't know where it came from or how it started. So I'll do like, I'll do three calf stretches. I'll go right leg, left leg, right leg. Mm. And then... Um, I'll do like the, oh, I don't even know what to call it, like the Michael Phelps thing that he does, but just standing up, like flapping my arms around. Yep. And then I'll uh, give my legs a bit of a slap and my chest a little bit of a slap. Yeah. I like you that. Bet. Real weird. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> no, a lot of people do it, mate, slapping themselves yeah. and throwing their legs around it. <laughs> whatever, whatever works. Yeah, it's always it's always left side of the blocks too. If you get up on the right, you're, you're oh, that's weird. That's it, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned it there with the with the tunes what's your favorite sort of pre-race playlist what do you what do you listen to um so probably a year ago i was listening to like uh like rap like a bit of drake but a young thug um but nowadays nowadays it's a bit of drum and bass um yeah, yeah. DMB, that's what i keep hearing from you boys yeah yeah we um one of my mates um my best mates from high school he goes to um uni down in palmy north and i've I've got a bit of drum bass scene going on there and he, mm. um, he brought it home to me and me and Mikey got around it last year at, um, at worlds and then started growing more. And like now we've got all the boys onto it, all the boys listening to it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's good pump up music, good gym yeah. music, you know, gets you going. Hey, talk to me about your coaches. Um, you know, how have they helped take your career to the next level? You mentioned you've been there for a while now. So obviously you've got good trust in, in the program and in the process. Yeah. Well, um, so I've been with them for forever, like pretty much ever since I started swimming. Um, and I've had some, some real great swimmers. So Donna used to be based up in Auckland mm -hmm. and she had the likes of, um, Daniel Bell. She was coaching Daniel Bell, uh, Michael Jack, um, and heaps, heaps of other Aucklanders. I think she had Lauren Boyle for a little bit too. Yep. Um, and then she came down to Auckland, uh, to New Plymouth, sorry, and um, her and her partners together. And um, they coach, well, Donna kind of runs the Learn to Swim, but coaches us every now and then with mm -hmm. Sue. So Sue's been coaching there, I think. So my dad was originally coaching and um, he retired and then there wasn't really a good coach around. So Sue's, Sue's daughters were swimming. So um, Sue started coaching them because she wanted good coaching. And yeah. she's, she's grown into a gold coach now. So she's gold accredited and so is Donna. So we've got probably two, two of the very few gold accredited coaches at my home pool. Mm. 
um, and that I have a lot of trust into them. And it's in, in New Zealand, it's kind of like a there's kind of a trend of people reaching like finishing high school and going to Aussie or going to the states. And like if you look at like me and Lou, we've kind of trusted our home programs and kind of like um, flourish with them. And mm-hmm. it's just about like having that trust with your coaches. So um, I think I think I've um, Sue and Donna like believe in me and that means I believe in them. So yeah. Did dad coach you? Nah, nah. Oh, like, nah, I was, um, so this is like back when I was like, before I was born almost. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is back in like the 2000, 2001, I think. Um, so he like, he, he coaches me like if we go away, like on a surf trip or like surf life saving trip or something like that. He'll coach, like he'll just take me for a session or whatever. But, um, and he fills in when Sue and Donna are away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's, um, he's a full-time, full-time copper. So yeah. he's got his, got his shoes filled. Mate, talk to me about training. Uh, how much volume would you do in a typically, say a tough week? I mean, how many kilometers are you clocking up? So I'm doing, we're doing like normal training. We're doing about nine, nine sessions a week. Yeah. Um, two hour sessions. I wouldn't say anything less than, or like, like maybe on like a Tuesday night recovery, we'll do like five and a half, six K, but like I, I'm doing probably four or five, seven K plus sessions a week. And nice. And the other, the ones that aren't as long, they're more speed based. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like, uh, the Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, those two are like Wednesday mornings, probably 400s or 300s. And then Thursday can be anywhere between like pace hundreds or, like a 1500 down to hundred like ladder set type stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's, it all depends on the type of time of season. And like, I've kind of um, stopped doing the 1500. Mm-hmm. So I'm not doing as many K's um, as I used to just because trying to focus on that 800, like um, you still need that speed. You mentioned a few of the sets there. Have you got any favorites? Have you got any sets that you sort of look forward to ripping into? Um, I mean, they're all hard. Like we got a lot of hard sessions, but like the, the classic 31s on the 140. Yeah. That's a standard set. Um, That's like when I'm firing, that's, that's a real fun set because it just, uh, you get real happy. You're that happy feeling when you do a good set. And that's like, once you conquer that set, you're like on top of the world. So when you killed it, when you've killed that set, what what are you holding for those hundreds? Um, I've done a set. Um, so all that all that stuff short course. So yep. I've done a set thirty ones on the one forty, holding like fifty sevens. Nice. Yeah. So that's probably my best for that. Um, and that's that's pretty killer. Um, we do so before, like taper, well, like kind of taper. Like my taper is kind of different to like obviously what a sprinter or like a stroker would do. Like I'm still yeah. kind of doing like a little bit longer. So like maybe a, we do a set where I go um, five 200s on like the 230 suited mm. up mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's like, I, lo- I love when, when I'm feeling good, those sets are the best thing ever because you get to wear a suit and it, it makes you feel so fast. Yeah, you get surprised how um, my kids are the same. If we come into probably about three weeks into taper, we'll start doing like suit up Wednesdays or suit up Fridays or, and yeah. they love it. They love it. They yeah. love getting their suit on. Um, talk to me about 2019 last year in Guangzhou. Um, you know, big step for you. You'd been to obviously the, the youth and the, and the Juman championships, but this was a, another step up. Were you prepared, do you think, for that atmosphere, seeing the big names in the warm up pool and, all that sort of added pressure that comes with that? Yeah, I think um, the year before in 2018, that Youth Olympics kind of, I had, it wasn't a bad meet, but it was rough. I, I was, that was, that was huge. Like Youth Olympics compared to like um, Youth Coms or Junior Pampax, Youth Olympics is like huge because you got the village, like the pool we were at was massive. Like, yeah. um, so that kind of like, we're racing people like Christoph Milak, like, these big guns and um that kind of i had like a bit of a bit of an average meet and i kind of went back and talked to my coaches and had a good chat with sue because she was there with me and um we kind of reset and i turned up to um guangzhou excited yep not really focusing on the outcome just focusing on just getting out there and doing it and like my first race um was the 403 yeah i think it was the 403 and i, I went like 
a small PB and I was like, like in the morning, going to PB in the morning, that's, that's solid. And I was happy with that and then got through and swam the 800. I was like 0.06 off my PB. And like, that's a, for me, that's an awesome morning swim. Yeah. Um, and then rolling through to the four by two, it got to the point where that was near the end and everyone's just four by relays. You get fizzing. So like, well, it was good fun. Yeah, you mentioned it there with the, with the four by two, and how much of that was was fun swimming with the boys? Obviously, Lewis, Matt, Dan. That that must have been um, yeah. Obviously, you're at the world champs and you're pumped and you're going to do your best. But it must have been good to be around the boys and probably help relax you a little bit more. Yeah, well, like you look at um, Stanley and Dan, like that they're, they're quite a bit older than me and Lou, and like um, especially Matt, he's been around for like he's been on the. Um, the world stage for like a decade so yeah. he is like one of the most experienced swimmers at the at the games or at yeah at world champs he, he knows everyone so it's hard to add a pd like like he knows everyone so like having him there to like kind of just be like backing us it was it was real good mm. like a nice calm like voice telling you that it's like everything's gonna go sweet smooth like he's been there done that so do the boys give you any tips? What what did they do? They you know point you in the right direction. Say hey, hey, no, relax, don't worry about that. Come over here, just chill. Yeah, well, like we were all like we're all like close boys. Like we're all just cruising. Like everyone, everyone knew kind of what the vibe was. So um, it was real chill. And like we we done um, heaps of relay practice together and stuff, and that was real cool. I actually banged out the um, uh, relay changer changeover of point zero one, and yep. that was like we had like a little like laugh at that because like i think we all had like real real fast uh relay changeovers so like it was all yeah it was, it was good fun it was good fun mate talk to me about arena um now much the same as yourself i'm sponsored by arena both australia and and new zealand so uh, great company great brand but most importantly you know really great people how did you get involved with them um oh i think it was 2017 maybe yeah 20 so I was with Engine before that, and then um, I got approached by Arena, and um, I've I've always loved Arena suits and Arena goggles for racing. Like, um, and I was like, they they offered me a a deal, and I was like, oh, for for like a young swimmer, I was like, yeah, that's mean. And um, ever since then, I've kind of re-signed with them, and they've been treating me real well. And I've got um, like kind of a handler, like guy that looks after me um andrew and he's he's a real good lad like whenever i'm down in wellington i can go have catch up and have like dinner with him and have a chat and they're, they're real good people and they they look after me real well so i'm like super stoked to be part of their what they're doing yeah not just that they're you know it's a great brand but obviously it's got to work for you so you feel like those that race suit really works for you what 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 do you wear is there a specific type oh um the Oh, I'm, I'm real bad with like. No, so am I. I was names. hoping you'd. I was hoping you'd be on the ball there. <laughs> um, oh, the, the the new suits. One of the new suits I've been wearing. Um, the flex. Um, okay. Yep. Yep. Is real real nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I've always worn their suits, and I've I've really enjoyed using them. So um, it's like it's like, I'm getting like they're helping me. But I, it's like I've always, I've always used this stuff. So yeah, um, it's it's like it's like Christmas kind of. Now listen, I'm assuming by this point you can see that someone has joined the conversation. Uh, yeah. And what I thought, I've got this um, work experience guy. His name's Lewis, um, and, he, and he wanted to get involved and, and ask some questions. And I thought, why not? You know, why not? Let's help him out. Um, obviously, for anyone who's listening and isn't watching, it's uh, Mr. Lewis Clairbert, favorite of the podcast here. Um, champion I am and he's joined us so listen I thought what it would be a great idea was to get Lewis to to hop in because I did have a question coming up that was going to be you know all about how excited are you about the the NZ team with all the young stars coming through yourself Lewis Erica Fairweather what a, what a talent she is so thought a good chance to to get him on I I don't know if he's got any questions lined up I'll be interested to see because I only gave him the heads up honestly about maybe an hour ago so i'll be very impressed if he's come up with some uh, he definitely does i know he does <laughs> lewis what do you got for us mate hit us oh i honestly didn't prepare i was asking i was asking around like all the boys who's got some silly questions for zachary but no one gave me anything i was pretty disappointed <laughs> um 
So I've got a few, but not really, not really anything too juicy for you. No, it's all right, mate. Go for it. You hit us. What's um, your first one? So I mean, we don't call we don't call him Zach Reed. We call him Lundy Limes. Okay. So I was just wondering, Zach or Lundy, why why do we call you Lundy Limes? Um, that's just my um, that's my PS4 username. Um, so when we play when we play um, on the on Call of Duty, we'll have our our names and. Um, whenever I like to have like an alcoholic beverage, I like a lime flavored type beverage and that's the limes there. And Lundy's just, just a name that we picked up, me and the boys can't really go into too much detail about that, but, um, <laughs> but, and like Lou's, Lou's name is, um, his uh, tag is Blair and his name is Shko, which is in New Zealand, you know what Blair Shko means. And so it's kind of like a, like a let's go, but like it's morphed into a blesh go. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Good answer. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is, this question uh, you can get, you can actually get wrong. Um, and I was wondering who is the best, who is the greatest pl- uh, war zone player you've ever played with? Oh, I mean like there's so many and it's like, <laughs> There's only one. I don't want to make I don't want to make anyone like sad or anything. And like, oh, let's just say who's got the most dubs on Warzone. I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Zach, Zach, Zach's pumped in a few da- days into into Call of Duty Warzone, and he's he reckons he's the champion because he's got like forty something wins. <laughs> Yeah, you boys love your gaming over there, don't you? I don't think I've had anyone. Actually, Erica was the only one who she's like, oh, I don't, you know, go near it. But the boys, everyone loves their gaming. <laughs> yeah, I was playing with Dan Hunter last night. Um, get around it with like, it's it's a good way to. Um, it's not it's not all about the gaming too. It's about like, because um, Lewis obviously lives in Wellington. Mikey's over the ditch in Aussie. Like, yeah. instead of like having like a course, you can jump on and just yarn for like a couple hours, and it's it's real good good catch up time as well. Like you know what's going on with all the boys lives and all that so it's 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 more of a like a social hanging out type thing yeah a bit of banter yeah, yeah, yeah. dan 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 hunter's the biggest nerd as well he's played like 27 <laughs> days or something just to expose him <laughs> bit of a sweat <laughs> yeah like zach how many days have you played zach uh like 14 maybe 14 yeah i've played like two <laughs> zach uh, yeah Uni's yeah. uni starting back up though next week, so have to put the sticks down and kind of yeah you know, get into yeah. it. What do you what do you do at uni, Zach? Um, I've got a I'm doing a, a bachelor of environmental science, environmental nice. science. So I kind of um, in school I kind of enjoyed geo and it kind of came naturally to me. Mm. Um, so it's kind of or like the stuff that I'm doing at at uni is the same as geo, and yeah, I quite enjoy it. Have you got an eye on the future? Is there a job that you're looking at? Obviously not now. You've got a bit of time now to spend in the pool. But outside of that, are you looking into the future? Oh, not really. I kind of, um, I'm young. So I got a bit, of a bit of a long time before I need to think about anything serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm not talking not. about wives and marriage, mate. I'm just talking yeah, about no. your uni. <laughs> where, where's that uni going to take you when you get to the end? Do you know where it's going to go? Yeah, that? it's uh, it's going to get me a degree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, so it's just, it's just something to keep my mind ticking, um, something to do. I feel like if I wasn't doing that, I'd have to be working. And while, while your full-time training works, just kind of a, kind of gets in the way. So by studying online, I can um, do it in my own time whenever I want to do it. And um, yeah, I, I just, I'll end up with a degree. I don't know if I'll use that degree or not, but it'll be good to have under my belt. Um, yeah. And like it's it's not a not a big hassle. If you're looking for a job, I know uh, Matt Stanley's looking to bring Cuzzy Pies over there and start selling them out of New Zealand as well. So you know there might be a gig in there for you. Oh, I'm sure they'd sell like hotcakes in the Naki. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they eat in the Naki, don't they? Yeah, bakeries, bakeries galore here. <laughs> Lewis, yeah, mate, what do you got? Bakery. You got any others? Uh, not really. I was I was going to ask you a little uh, Zach a little bit about his surfing because I just got myself a surfboard. So I was going to ask him what sort of surfboard he had. Uh, I'm, I'm running a six eight like mini mouth type board, like bit of a bit of a narrow tail, uh, three fins. Um, no, it's it's just something that's 
I'm not super coordinated. Um, so it's pretty easy to ride. And um, like my best mates around here like to surf. So whenever they're back from uni, we'll take the boards out. But a bit cold at the moment. I was sending Lou some um, videos of the surf this morning and it's, it's like real clean barrels down at the beach, but it's just, I've hurt my foot so I can't go out and it's a bit cold. So mm. yeah. I'm sure you've already talked about the foot on the podcast already. Yeah. yeah, We, we, we have mentioned the moon boot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the word on the street, he was trying to, trying to find a girlfriend and he was walking with the missus and, <laughs> that was so full of it, eh, Lou? Now, what's it like? Obviously, you guys um, have good banter, and that's why I do love talking to, to all of you boys, and, and Erica was even great yesterday herself. So what's the team like, say, last year at World Champs? There must be a good team vibe, and both of you can answer this, by the way, but it, it must be you know, good camaraderie at the moment within the team. Yeah, well, it's it's not a big team. It's 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 a good solid team, but it's it's like we're a family. It's it's not a big whole group of individuals doing their own thing. A, a lot of our stuff, and that's like kind of New Zealand culture as well. It's kind of family based, and um, like it's real good. Like I see Erica as my little sister, and like I see Mikey and Lou and all that as my my bros. So it's um like I can I could not talk to Lou for a couple of months and then see him, and it would be like nothing had happened and. Yeah, no, no miss me too much. Yeah, I probably miss it too much, but <laughs> no, it's 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 real cool. Like the the team vibes and like the coaches get around. Uh, everyone having fun and every, like we know how to be professional, but we also know how to have like a bit of fun as well. So yeah. What about for yourself, Lewis? Yeah, I was pretty much the same. eh? like we're such a small team. Um, you know, no one really gets lost in the team, so we're all pretty tight knit and we all love to have a bit of a laugh. Um. It was quite funny because when Ali Gallia, um, who is pretty much an American, but she's got a, she swims for us in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> when she first joined the team, she didn't really get the banter, and yeah. um, and she sort of thought we hated her, but but because we were like ripping her out all the time. But it was just because that's sort of like what us Kiwis and even Aussies yeah, yeah. do. Um, yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's how we that's how we have a laugh. So um, yeah, we pretty we pretty much um, <laughs> we. I don't know if she hated us by the end of it, but after the first trip, she sort of was confused that um, <laughs> at, if 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 we liked her or not. But um, yeah, it was it's pretty cool how we're we're a bit of a we're a pretty close team and we all get along and have a laugh and we get to travel around the world together with you know with with your mates and and also swim fast together. Now, Zach Lewis hasn't tried to get into these ice creams, has he? Has he sent any of the ISO creams? No, I was actually quite disappointed. I saw um, a couple of his squad mates had like a voucher for a free ice cream and I, I hit him up. I was like, where's my voucher? But I guess I'm not like, you know, no, no. priority or whatever. But uh, I, I, He messaged me and I told, I told him that I would, I would give him, if I was still sponsored in October, I would give him a voucher that he could take away and go to the supermarket and buy one. So there you go. <laughs> All right, mate. Now, Lewis, thank you very much for joining us, mate. It's been a bit of fun. I've enjoyed it. And thank you for um, very short notice jumping on. No I'm sending it. I'm like, oh, I don't know if he's going to do this. But it, these ideas come to me at the last minute. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm glad we got to, to do it, mate. It was a bit of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry to interrupt your, your, your talk, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's all good. It's all good. No, it's all good. He was falling asleep before you jumped on, so you you won't you woke him back up. He's good. <laughs> all right, I'll leave you guys to it. Cheers, mate. Now, mate, listen. Um, we mentioned their uni, and and you're going to uni. How hard is it finding that swimming um, life uni balance? Is that difficult? Is it easy? Has it gotten easier now? You're getting older. Uh yeah. What's well, like. It started off like the papers were pretty easy at the start. There's been a couple um, challenging ones, but not nothing too um, too bad. Um, like uh, being part of the high performance team, I've I've got a life advisor, and I've been to a couple of seminars about how to balance um, your life around that. So by doing um, distance, it's it gives me a kind of freedom to to do like whenever I need to. It's it's a little bit hard when you have to do team. Uh, team like assignments and stuff like um, 
I've been pretty lucky. One of them was my, uh, an ex from his mum who I knew. She was on my team with me and she was like, I was over in Aussie at the time um, racing and she was pretty lenient with um, me handing in stuff to the team on time and stuff like that. But it's, um, if you're, if you're able to manage your time well, it's, it's not, it's not too hard. Mm. There's definitely a lot less work than going out and, um, scanning groceries all day or something like that so yeah 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 i get the sense from what you've been saying mate that you you're not very interested in going out and finding a job oh no i um <laughs> i i like i'd like to work but just while training it's just um i like to put my all into like one thing yeah 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 and so um once i finish swimming once i i i'm done with that it'll be once i find my job i'll be able to put all my effort into that like i i, I think about it as like i'm putting in like my full day is kind of centered around swimming yeah like my rest my my gym and all that so once that's all done and i pick up a job it'll be pretty easy to just slot right into that now i like to finish our our chats with some less serious questions because i think you know people have heard me say this before but i think it really does give you a better insight into you know what you're like at home and, and away from the pool so we'll start with this one and whatever first comes to your head. What, what's your favorite music? We touched on it. That was your pre-race playlist, but you know, if you're just at home and, and you've got things to do, what do you whack on to, to listen to? Like drum and bass. That's, that's like goes on the speakers and that I, it always gets me in a good mood, but there's one song bubbly. Um, you just got to search it up by um, Colby. I think her name is. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's a tune. That is a tune. That's that's, one that was a while ago, wasn't it? That, that's yeah. that's a few years ago now. I that's one that. for that's one for when the the boys aren't around. That's when I'm yeah. by myself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I don't know if I'd be playing that in the parties when the boys are around. Um, <laughs> yeah. What about your favourite movies, mate? It doesn't have to be one. What do you what do you like to watch? Oh. What movies? Oh, I, I like um, like action movies, like Fast and Furious, those type of movies too. They're cool. I used to when I was younger, I used to like all the like war movies, like um, Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. type movies um i love icarus that's more of a doco but um that that was kind of a big eye-opener and that was real cool to watch so yeah yeah bit of everything really what about we and again we've talked about what you like to have bef- the night before a race but outside of that you know if you if you get free reign to eat whatever you want what are your favorite meals um uh sushi sushi's up there um you got to go with the local fish and chip shop that's like that's <laughs> That's uh, pretty standard. Um, and whenever I'm in Aussie, I've got to have a chicken palmy. Chicken palmy. That is good. That yeah, is good. Yeah. Chicken palmy at the pub. Yeah, chips on yeah. the side. From uh, the surf club. Chicken palmy from the surf club. <laughs> Nothing better. Mate, you visited, and, and I don't want to waffle on about it anymore, but definitely you visited some beautiful countries. Well, what are some of your favourite? And don't, you can't say Australia because uh, I'll take that out. So <laughs> where else have you been that you loved? Um, so I, I went to the Netherlands um, in 2016 for surf, uh, surf lifesaving world champs. Yeah. And that was, that was pretty beautiful. Like the country, um, we got to see quite a lot of it and like, that's a whole different world. Like the small little town in Nordvak and Eindhoven and um, little 16 year old me walking around the red light district with the team when we were leaving <laughs> was pretty crazy. Um, the Must Bahamas. have been an eye opener, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> the Bahamas, I actually got to stay behind a week after with Lewis. Um, our mums came over to watch, and we all stayed together for a week after, and nice. that was real cool. Um, and like, I've I've travelled back in 2016 when we went from I went straight from Hawaii to the Netherlands with Lewis. It was just us two, and um, we stopped over in uh, London. Uh, for a night staying at his uncle's and yep. like I was only I was only out out and about for like four or five hours but like London's a real cool place yeah they, they've definitely got good banter over there I remember I was in London by myself I was just wandering about who knows what was going on with me at the time but um I was <laughs> going into just pubs and yeah just being able to sit at the bar and just have a chat with anyone like I'm yeah, sure that yeah. first day, like, who is this weirdo? But by, by the end of the night, about, you know, 10 beers in, we were best friends. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, it's good fun. Like, um, there's not really a country that's, like, top of the list because everything's got, like, different memories or good fun. Like, yeah, I could I could rattle on for hours about, about the different countries. And yeah. What about favourite TV shows, mate? What do you like to binge watch? 
Um, I, I really, I love Money Heist on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I got, Mikey got me into that and I probably, it was in quarantine when I watched it, probably watched like 50 episodes in like four days or something <laughs> stupid like that. So yeah. that's probably the top, top TV show that I like got really into. Yeah. All right. Now, as far as games, I want to start this by saying I, I have no interest in games, but I like to ask this question because I know a lot of the listeners are, are kids, a lot of teenage boys, a lot of you know, young men who love their gaming. So I like to ask this question for them. What are some of your favorite games to play? Um, at the moment, probably just uh, Call of Duty, um, the Warzone. Um, but yeah, Modern Warfare, but at the, probably a year ago, if you asked me, I would have said Fortnite. Yep. Um, I love to play 2K just because I'm really into my basketball and I've got a group of mates who play 2K, so like my cousin as well. Um, and then, like obviously back in the day, Black Ops 2 with um, Josh Pickett, Mikey's cousin, he's yep. a swimmer as well, and we used to jam that. So wasn't the best back then, but I'm get, I got around it this quarantine and started getting a little bit better, but... Yeah, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare at the moment. Hey, listen, I've got to ask, what are, what are some of the best sledges you've ever heard on, on you know, in the in your headphones? And it doesn't just have to be from Lewis. could be from just, uh, I've, and I've said this on the thing before, I walk past my brother's room quite a lot and he's on their plane just getting hammered by these 11-year-olds. And it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, what are some of the best sledges you've had? Oh, there's some, there's some good ones. Um, about oh, there's some that can't be repeated from some people, but um, <laughs> yeah. there's um there's always the good one like, oh bro, grab your controller back from your sister or <laughs> something like um oh bro, do you want to turn your TV on? <laughs> um, and then if you're playing bad, you just say oh sorry, my dog had my controller or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but, I like uh, that one. Always the ones when like the boys are missing their shots or something, or like if you're popping off and you're getting heaps of kills and they've got none, you're like. You go, oh, bro, do you want to like, play the game? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mate, listen, if we redo this interview and I get you back on, say, in two, three years' time, um, that intro already, you know, awesome one with, with the records that you've got and the places that you've been and world champs. But what would you like me to add? What, what The next time we chat, would you like me to be adding at the top there? Oh, of course, the, the Olympian. I want to I make it to that big stage. Um, work my way hopefully come games medalist would be a cool cool title mm. um yeah just just adding on to what what's um what's already been done just try to build that build that resume up awesome mate i think we'll wrap it up there firstly i want to thank you for coming on and, and having a chat i know you guys as you said are eight weeks back in now so the training's starting to build back up so um you know it's, it's not easy to find the time to come on for a chat but you have and i thank you very much and and I've, I've said this before, and I genuinely mean it. This isn't just me reading it. I really hope that, you know, the New Zealand and Australian public, you know, hear these chats and really get behind you guys. I think, you know, what you guys are doing at the moment uh, in the next two or three years is going to be really special. And I think, you, you know, yourself is a superstar. And I think what you guys are doing and that phenomenal work for swimming in New Zealand um, should not go unnoticed. And, and I hope these guys get behind you. And hopefully, mate, we can stay in touch and uh, and get you on for another chat maybe next year leading up to, to trials and stuff like that and see how you're tracking. But until then, thank you very much for coming on Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Cheers. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been awesome. Um, yeah. i just give a quick shout out to my sister, my mum, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> just, just shout them out because I don't think I mentioned them. So yeah, yeah, no, that's all right, mate. Thanks to the fans. Have you ever done anything? Listen, I'm going to go off track here. Have you ever done a speech and then forgotten people? Because I'm going to be honest, in my wedding speech, I almost forgot my wife. No, no. <laughs> I almost forgot my wife. And I'd had it written all out too. And I just, I had a few too many drinks and I didn't forget. So <laughs> everyone can calm down. But I almost forgot have you ever had that yeah sort of like i've um like i uh we have like the tamaki prize giving and stuff like that and when you win something you've got to kind of say a couple of things and I've, I've gone up before and i've i've had like a list of like sponsors and stuff to thank and then <laughs> yeah. and then i go oh oh thank you to mum and dad as well <laughs> they're, they're number one so yeah no nah, um yeah it happens yeah <laughs> Well, yes. Thank you yeah. to Zach's mum and dad. And also thank you to our special guest, um, 
interviewer Lewis yeah. for, for jumping on. Hopefully he didn't upset you, mate, with his questions. Hopefully they were oh, okay. Never, never. No, Luke, Luke never do <laughs> too bad by me. I'll give him the good feedback, mate. He, he might be able to come back on for another special guest appearance. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. All right, cheers. I'll catch you later. Today's episode of Off the Block Swimming Podcast is proudly sponsored by Pro Swim Workouts. If you're loving the uh, chats with the New Zealand crew, then make sure you're tuning in every Tuesday because I will be dropping an episode with one of the Kiwis each week. And we've got stars coming on like Matt Stanley, Erica Fairweather and Dan Hunter all still on the way with a lot more as well. On tomorrow's episode, I have two-time Olympic gold medalist from Beijing and one of Great Britain's biggest ever stars, Rebecca Adlington, coming on for a chat. Definitely one you will not want to miss with some uh, great stories there to be heard. Until then, though, guys, wear your masks as much as possible and don't forget to smile. And it's bye for now. Just smile.